Welcome to the Mary Gostello Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global. This week on podcast, I am really thrilled to have a chance to share thoughts with Jose Silva, a longtime friend who is CEO of Jumeirah Hotels and Resorts. He is a foodie, born, bred, and 24-7, that's what he thinks about, as well as his Dubai-based global hotel company. Hear what he has to say now. Jose, what is your differentiation at Jumeirah? Well, our unique selling point has been established as food and beverage. We want exceptional dining to be uh, the unique selling point of the brand, in addition, of course, to aesthetics and service, as I believe that aesthetics slash architecture is hugely important, and service will remain a strong pillar of the hotel uh, industry. Now, you started as potentially an architect, moved over into engineering, moved into the restaurant business. I'm worried by your two words, exceptional dining. What do you mean by exceptional dining? Perhaps I only want a hamburger. Well, a hamburger can be an ex- exceptional hamburger. You know, exceptional is something you'd remember. It's exceptional is something that you want to share or you want to tell all your friends you should try this. Something memorable that you want to repeat or recommend to your friends. And perhaps I want to take a photo of it. Everything we had at lunch just now was very Instagrammable. Are you aware how important blogging is and social media are today in food? Well, in the era of the digital um, world, today everything is about aesthetics. Uh, People share two things. If you look at Instagram, about a million or sorry, a billion uh, Instagram accounts a month, 450 million will actually be interested on three things, uh, travel, uh, food, uh, and music. So food accounts as about a 45% engagement, which means that uh, 45% of that 1 billion, 450 million, engage with food. And that engagement is highly aesthetic. It's the views of food, but also it's the experience. People share food that, that is great, or f- a restaurant where their experience is memorable. So they'll be sharing either that great experience that they want their friends to share, or food that aesthetically is very attractive. You have, at your marvelous new arrivals lounge at Dubai International Airport, which is open to all Jumeirah arriving guests, you have a dedicated room there for any blogger or social media pusher to go in there, enjoy food and drink, We hope take photos. They don't have to be staying at Jumeirah. That's very clever. How did you come up with that idea, sir? That's correct. That was a two-pronged idea. The first one is, uh, as design and aesthetics is really one of our three pillars, let's show that at the airport. Let's show at the airport one of our presidential suites. So essentially, we've designed that space as a presidential suite in one of our hotels, allowing for everyone to interact with the brand as if they were staying in one of our presidential suites. The second, we want the service and the food to be a component, and therefore we've introduced all our service and some 
um, food tasting of our best restaurants. But as you've just pointed out, as importantly, we've allocated a special uh, living room area that is dedicated to uh, the world of travel. Whether you're a blogger, you're a trade uh, writer, that space is where you can sit and we plan your um, visit of our hotels. So we wanted to be the first bloggers lounge to any blogger, whether he's staying with us or not, to interact with our brand. It's a space that belongs to the digital writers of the planet. That's another first for a Jumeirah concept. What other firsts are we going to have coming up with? Well, in, I was always... Um, as I, as I say to our team, don't try to be better than others. Try to be the best at what you can do better than others. So your own firsts matter more than being the first at everything. Um, a first for me that is really important to our company is for Jumeirah to be the first hotel company to compete with destination restaurants, to compete with the Zumas of the world, with the Koyas of the world, to compete with the private scene of restaurants. That's something that hoteliers aspire and generally speaking, they partner with third parties to be able to deliver that. I wanted for us, uh, yes, occasionally to maybe to have a third party, but you can't partner with third parties everywhere you operate. It's just not realistic. They don't have as many brands available. Therefore, I wanted Jumeirah to be the first brand to own our own three to four in-house restaurant brands that could stand alone and compete with the private sector. How do you and your culinary consultant who came from Michelin, how do you sit down and brainstorm a new concept and how long does it take you? Well, creativity is uh, it's, it's never something that you can plan or organize. You just sit and you start a process and you follow the ideas and you follow uh, the energy around the ideas. Um, but it takes us, generally speaking, about three months uh, from the beginning of the idea to uh, the um, complete package. And then, of course, you have to deliver it over the following three months as you need to role play uh, that. But um, um, you start with what are the people interested in and uh, what what's do you not. What by the people? Excuse me, interrupting. The, the, the consumer. What is, what is the consumer passionate about and in this era? You're looking at the consumers close to your hotels because you said that 75% of your outlets customers are generally local. That's correct. So we look at two consumers, the traveler that comes to us from international uh, markets and the local community. As our goal is to attract up to 75% of our guests from the local community, it becomes really important to understand what it is that they are engaging with. So in Dubai, it will be probably a DIFC center where you would see a number of restaurants where the locals go, whether they are local Emiratis or local international expats. So we, that's the start of the creativity around food. And then you'd say, and what about the international traveler? What is he looking for? And then you pair something in between and you create different concepts. But it's important that you don't do... I'm going to say confused concepts. Concepts need to be clean on what it is. If you're doing Italian, you better be pure, authentic Italian. And if you're doing Italian and that's from Tuscany, then you better say that's Tuscan food. People need to know what it is you're trying to do. Uh, concepts need to be clearly understood and identified marketing-wise in order to stick to the consumer. 
What age group do you tend to look at when you're studying consumer trends? Are you very aware of the new healthy eating and the new faddy trends, particularly amongst uh, millennials and even younger? We look at every age group. Of course, we look more at our own uh, hotel customer base age group. Um, and generally speaking, we are looking at the 35 to 55 uh, group age. But you also need to pay attention to the upcoming uh, trends that will hit us five or ten years down the road. But as we're doing a concept for right now, uh, we, we tend to look at the right now starting 35 to 55. However, I would say that the notion of age groups now has been completely blurred. You will have um, some of our guests that may be in their 60s or 70s and they will enjoy a very vibrant and hip restaurant and vice versa. So the notion of a group age I think is now completely blurred and they mix at different times of their week they will interact with uh, different ages. Uh, I, I do not believe that, uh, like in the past, you would have restaurants where the group age will be 45 or 50 or 30. Now what you have is a blend of ages uh, in most of the more successful restaurants. When I look at some menus from the past, they were so extensive and they were so elaborate. Overall, there seems to be a lot more simplicity coming yes. in. Well, what it is, it's it's more defined, uh, and therefore, when you had 30 items, 40 items on the menu, you you were a bit of everything and nothing at the same time. Today, you have, I would say, about a dozen of leading dishes that are the signature dishes that people come by, dishes that you will remember in a month or in six months from today. That's very difficult to do to create a dish that guests have not seen it and that they will remember six to 12 months down the road, it's a big challenge. But for, for that reason today, we're all about the strong, memorable dishes as the global experience of the restaurant. So therefore, a, a smaller menu. Looking at the memorable experiences, you can change dishes quite quickly and freestanding restaurateurs do the whole time. How long do you assume the aesthetics of one of your concepts lasts? The, the concepts keep on evolving, uh, but we, I don't believe on changing uh, the menu uh, completely um, on seasonal or twice a year or once a year. I think that restaurants are known for their signature dishes, the dishes you crave and you want to go back, and then you keep on introducing one or two new dishes every quarter that are as memorable as the previous ones. Are you finding already that with some of your new concepts, People are coming to stay with you because of what you're offering on the food side. Clearly. the Not only uh, a lot of people ask me, why is food so important to you? Well, many reasons. One, it's a third of my revenue, and a great restaurant can triple um, the revenue against a normal hotel restaurant. So uh, food not only is can be very profitable to you, but also influence uh, ultimately, the guests that will stay in your hotel, and we're already seeing that trend happening at some at Al Nasim, for instance, where we have some of the some of our stronger concepts there. One of them being Kaito. Uh, a lot of guests say, "I love staying with you, as I have choice of restaurants and really exceptional restaurants." How do you describe Kaito in one sentence? Kaito is a blend is uh, a blend of Japanese and Peruvian, uh, but has as much Peruvian as Japanese. 
It is fascinating how some cuisines that one hadn't heard of before have become flavor of the month. Peruvian definitely fitting in there. What is your goal, Jose? Two years along the road, how do you want people to describe the Jumeirah brand's cuisine levels? I would want uh, the consumer to see Jumeirah as the leader, as I said, from any other hotel company for destination dining and, and for food that you would travel to. Um, and we're creating four concepts. One is Pan-Asian, Peruvian, uh, Japanese. One is Italian from Tuscany. One is fish, as we have multiple resorts. It sounded uh, very appropriate to me to have a fish concept restaurant Mediterranean fish and uh, the fourth one is French from my background um, but all of them are casual, fun, high energy. Uh, restaurants have gone um, into the entertainment sector of the business I would say. Yes the food needs to be exceptional, the service needs to be exceptional but the theatrics of the restaurant, the layout of the restaurant uh, is as important if not even more important. The guests in the restaurant so the crowd you're having become part of the scene as well. So when I design a restaurant I think of setting a stage and uh, every element on the stage uh, is uh, carefully thought through, whether that's the, the guests, the customer, the arrival experience, the red carpet where you see people coming in and going out, the music, the lighting, it's the holistic and global experience of the restaurant or the entertainment side of the restaurant that matters the most today. You are actually reminding me that you're probably benchmarking not only with freestanding restaurants but with celebrity gyms and fitness centers where who else is working out is very important and you're also benchmarking with the great retail brands. Of course, it's all about the club. When you go to a retail brand that you were wearing, you kind of associate yourself to other people wearing the same brand or you don't want to associate yourself so therefore you disengage. That's why, that's why retail brands are very careful in picking their ambassadors or clubs, high-end fitness clubs are very careful on assembling the, um, the club membership. So restaurants are exactly the same. The way you network your clients, you invite them, you, you engage with them, it is really a almost like a private club business where the core of the guests the the first uh, I'm going to say 50% of the guests are regularly engaged with you as you want that clientele to be um, part of your the scene that you're setting it, it does become entertaining and clubbing entertaining clubbing in the sense of private club or people you affiliate or people you want to engage and sometimes you'd pick a crowd that you don't usually engage with and you want to be with that crowd for that day. So you choose, not only, before you used to choose a food concept, now you, you choose a, a crowd you want to engage or a group of people you want to engage with for that evening around a food concept and around a setting concept as well. You mentioned earlier that you might well bring in some pop-up retail. I hope that that goes alongside your tremendously exciting dining. Jose, let's say that you have an important reason for staying in a hotel suite one evening. You're not going out to dine anywhere. What would you order on room service and what would you drink with it? 
Well, my one of my comfort foods is uh, pasta. What kind uh, of pasta? I would say every types of pastas. But you, if you have the parpadellas with uh, veal uh, ragu, uh, very comfort, very flavor, a very homey, slow cook, I, I, it would tend to be that. But sometimes you can have different types of fresh pastas, also with the parmigiani sauce, which is a, a blend of tomato and parmigiano, uh, lots of flavor. Um, usually it's a go-to food that I enjoy having. Uh, and wine, um, probably a glass of red wine is my favorite, not too much, but one. Uh, and I do like, of course, some of the Portuguese slash Spanish wines. Jose, you have really inspired not only me, but I'm sure all the thousands of people listening around the world who are fascinated that you are going to use dining in all its forms to take Jumeirah forward, onward and upwards. We will watch your progress with great enjoyment. Next week, I am going to be talking to Anastasia Seabohm, who is the New York-based global CEO of Quintessentially, the leading concierge advisory service worldwide. She has many thoughts on luxury travel, on hotels, on service. Hear her next week. I will see you then. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mary Gostello Girl Ahead podcast. Join us next week for another extraordinary insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.